Welcome to Video For All, where I ask the question, if customers love them and it's never been easier to make them and we no longer need to be perfect on them, then just what is it that is stopping us and our businesses from embracing this wonderful tool that is video? Today, joining me on my journey to democratize video for business is a video producer who helps regular people feel comfortable enough in front of a video camera so that they feel safe enough to share their family and their business stories. Her name is Nicola Kane. She's from New Zealand, and she's going to explain it right now. Welcome, Nicola. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah so I guess I guess the, the first thing is that you need to make sure that the person you're interviewing feels comfortable, like you did, Julian, when I first came on here just a minute ago, and you said, are you comfortable? All those good things. So. Um, yeah, having that relationship with the person who you're interviewing is really important um, and being able to just put them at ease. Um, but one of the things... I'm going to go back I'm... one step here, yeah, Nicola, yeah. and the thing is that you jumped in early, which is great. I love someone. Is I'm just going to ask you the one question, who do you help and why? Okay. So I help small businesses and families create stories that represent their business or that share the life story of their family or a fam particular family member. So uh, the reason I do this is I saw a gap in, in the market, particularly for small businesses, where there were a lot of small businesses out there that had some really cool people fronting them, but they weren't actually sharing their passion on video. Um, and so I approached uh, a number of small businesses who I had worked with in a previous life doing websites for them. And um, yeah, so put together a, a video for their website that really showed them who they were, uh, or showed, sorry, shows their customers who they are. And then with the families, um, of course, that's saving personalities and true essences of people on, on camera for future generations to enjoy. So I help those people um, so that they don't feel that they're going to lose the stories that, that their grandparents or their parents hold in their heads. Yeah, terrific. And you also do video for business as well. Yeah, so I do both. Right. Terrific. My passion, my passion is the is the family ones. Um, that is my latest sort of thing that I've been doing, and I I think that's because my dad was only seventy eight when he passed away in two thousand and eighteen, and we never saved his story on video. And I think the power of video to tell any kind of story um, is something that that really needs to be expanded out there into the business world and into our personal lives yeah it's interesting you, you you are doing that because maybe five years ago i tried to get a uh, an idea going called family podcasting which was what i saw was this you know idea of podcasting was used purely for the business world and i thought it was such an opportunity for families to be able to use the process. Now, they didn't have to go get the technology. They could just use their smartphone and hit the voice record button and have a conversation with a family member. And I wanted to try to get uh, some sort of platform or an app where it was as simple as you hit the record button and then at the end, it automatically uploaded and saved that conversation. And then at some future time, you could go back and then you can, you know, order it, name it. You could do something with it. But the key thing was the conversation was recorded and saved because so many of us go, yeah, you know, yes, we never did. We never, you know, um, did that, that, you know, talk to Uncle Joe and now he's gone. 
exactly and it's not just the stories it's it's the voice and the character and the the spirit of the person that you capture as well um with with video or with an audio recording as you say on podcasts yeah and um, that, so the the, the the voice and the spirit of a person i like that terminology and that's so important uh, to the audience we're speaking to, which are, are, are business uh, uh, owners uh, and uh, business people, uh, is that so many people think that they've got to go on video and they've got to try to be somebody else. But the whole idea is to capture the essence of you. And you know, there's, there's arguments and discussions around what authenticity means. Uh, and I would say that authenticity is that if somebody met you in the street, and they saw you on video, they said, you're exactly the same. That's what being, <laughs> being authentic is. So I just was, I, 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 I like that uh, terminology you used, the, the spirit of a person. Mm, mm. So, so, I mean, whether that's a, a business or a family story that you're telling, essentially people do business with people, don't they? So, so we are connected by, to a person through seeing them and interacting with them. And I think video gives you that opportunity. Um, that other forms of, of media don't. It's really hard to get out there to, to get started, but once you get underway and get going, you realise the power of it and you will get the feedback from clients that they've enjoyed watching and seeing you. And, and, and when you meet them in the street, they, they know who you are. It's, it's interesting when, when you've been in a, um, a video on your website and you perhaps don't know it and somebody comes in, oh, hello, Nicola, and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> How are you? But they've, you know, they. So, so you're getting brand um, awareness out there as well. So it's it's a win-win really. But but there are a lot of obstacles, and I do understand. I mean, I'm behind the camera more than I am in front of the camera in in my role. Um, I've recently started a YouTube channel for my Moving Memories uh, family video business, and that has been challenging for me because I've had to stand on this side of the camera a lot more. Um, and I think the best the best way to to get used to doing it is to just do it. Get your camera out, get your phone out at every opportunity, and do some dry runs. You know, just you don't have to show them to anyone. Just record yourself on video saying, you know, whatever it is, whatever messages you want to share, and play it back. Watch it. You'll see where you where you've gone wrong. You might see, oh, I didn't look at the camera. I was looking at the screen. You know, that's a big one. Um, but there's there's so many things that people can do just to prepare themselves for it. So, you know, without having to just straight into doing the video, do a lot of practice up front. And that's what I've I've been doing with my YouTube channel because it, it's it's not something that I've been used to doing. I've always been, as I say, behind the camera. Yeah. Do you find that that has given now that you're starting to get in front of the camera that you have more empathy for people now when you're producing? Do you think it's made you a better video producer? I think it's certainly helped, yes. It's helped me have, I mean, I've always had that empathy for them anyway. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a, straight up, I'll say to people, we'll do as many takes as it takes to get this done. Um, I don't expect them to do it first. I don't expect them to memorize their lines or anything like that. And that's, that's a misconception as well with video. People think, oh, I'd never remember, I'd stumble over my words. Well, we have this, you know, thing called video editing, and we can we can chop bits out and sew things together so that you you know you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's a lot a lot easier than people think. So, um, 
but yeah, I think since since doing my own videos, I have uh, more of an understanding of the nerves and where they're coming from and, and why they feel that they're sounding funny or looking funny <laughs> when in fact you're not. Um, so what's yeah. your so what's your process? Just give us a thumb a thumbnail view of uh, you get somebody in and they're going to do a video session and you can tell they sort of don't want to be there. What's the process you use? So assuming we've already we've already set up the um, the ideas and the plan and you know where we're going to film and what we're going to say. If if it's just a pure nervous thing, um, I get them to do some voice exercises. Um, there's a couple of words that I use um, that I picked up from from some training that I did years ago. Um, there's a word, Hawaii. The word Hawaii is actually uh, a word that uses all the muscles in your mouth. Um, so if you get them to repeat a word like that, it makes them laugh to start with, uh, but it also actually warms up the muscles in their mouth. And another tip um, is, or another thing to sort of loosen them up, is to put on some music so that when they come into the room where you're you're going to be filming um you know you've got some something upbeat in the background so they're they're already feeling some warmth and you know that, that doesn't work for everybody but that, that's that's another way and um tongue twisters are good so uh, there's a tongue twister i use red leather yellow leather um to get people used to saying that over and over again is quite a good idea because it's something that um it's difficult to say, but when you focus on that, you realise how easy your actual lines are when you've said that. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's lots of different things you can do to, to help them out. Yeah, it's interesting you're talking about the muscles in the face uh, because when I started uh, on video, and it was actually it was actually when I started back, I was a magician for uh, five years or so, a professional oh, magician. Wow. Yeah, and when and when uh, my first shows uh, for the first year or so, I used to do a lot of children's and family audiences and I was on there and I was just having a great time and we were laughing and when I watched a video back about after a year of doing it I was horrified I wasn't smiling I felt inside that I was smiling and I was happy and now I think but I looked like I was at a funeral it was it was such a shock so I had to learn to understand to get in touch with the muscles in my face and then when I smiled what did that feel like and now I'm almost a master in, in you know for myself of knowing what my face is doing so when I'm presenting a video uh, my cue uh, to start a line is the first thing I do is smile, but I don't just smile with my fa my my mouth. I smile with my eyes as well, and there's, you you can learn to to do that. And it takes me from being inward, thinking about what I'm going to say, to outward in pre in presenting mode. But it is, yeah. it, but you get to the point. This is all getting back to you. You talking about muscles in the face. These these things are actually important when you get into the you know the real technique of presenting for camera. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a whole um, handout actually that I provide my clients, which is 10 tips on, on camera confidence. And that's just one of them. Um, the other things are, you know, obvious things like um, turn off distractions, etc. Um, but there's, there's also one that I recommend that which is to warm up your body as well as your voice. So maybe go for a little walk before you start the video. Um, don't don't come in completely cold because you will 
um, yeah, you'll, you'll have a, a much more upbeat kind of presence if you if your body's warm. Do you ever get? So that, yeah, do you ever get clients who just won't do it? Who uh, they either refuse to do it or they just can't perform, and it, like it's like you're not going to put this out there because it's just not working. I've had one that I've had to redo the shoot, but the reason it didn't go well was because there was a, a third party in between the client and me who didn't want me to meet the client before the shoot. And that was where the problem was. She didn't know who I was. I didn't know who she was. So, so that's another thing. Um, always, if, if you are um, going to be videoed, meet, meet with the person first. So, so you know who it is you're going to be talking to, or at least Zoom call them if meeting them is not possible. Uh, so that you, yeah, you know, you know who it is that's coming in to video you. And that was what the problem was. She didn't, I wouldn't say she didn't trust me, but she just didn't know me. Um, and I didn't know quite how to read her. So once we got through that first shoot and I realised this wasn't happening, we just, we reshot it and it was fine. It was great, in fact. Yeah. I took her through some 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 of those exercises that I just shared and, uh, yeah, no, the second time round was good. Yeah, so what, what, what you were just describing is a, a typical problem that happens in a corporate-type environment yeah. is that where you have a communications or a branding-type person. You might be working with a leadership and you know, yeah. getting them on camera, yeah. and everything goes through the filter of that extra person in the room, and yeah. it is such a painful, right. painful problem. If you could just yep. get them out, go, go have a coffee <laughs> for half an hour, this is going to go fast and easy and you're going to yeah. like the product at, at the end. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel you when, when, when that happens. <laughs> uh, a question I, I wanted to ask, I was looking uh, at some on your site and you, you've got like a DSLR camera and you've also got a smartphone in your images. Do you find people react differently uh, when you bring out a larger camera to when you maybe are doing something with a smartphone? Um, I think business people probably are more relaxed with a smartphone. Um, I would do, for example, a customer testimonial sometimes, um, a quick customer testimonial. I'd use my smartphone rather than the DSLR. Um, in the family situation, I, I think they probably expect to see a camera, not a phone. Because um, most of my clients in that situation are older people, so they would probably expect to see a camera. But what I do to sort of put them at ease is I, I, I get them to talk off camera. So they're not looking at the lens, they're looking at me. So I'm just slightly to the right of the camera. So we, we kind of just have it like a conversation set up and, and that makes them relax more. And uh, yeah, it's the camera's not quite so scary then. It can be scary though. The first time you look at the camera lens, you're looking at this inanimate object but as I say to people just imagine you're talking to your best friend or you're talking to your ideal client um, at the other end of that lens don't think of it as a lens think of it as that that one person who you want to get your message out to yeah it's interesting that you say that that people expect in that family situation to see a larger camera and I can mm. guess that because they're paying the money uh, and it's just a perception uh, thing that they, they've got. Whereas conversely, uh, I've uh, worked with clients who, uh, and on like on big budget uh, travel uh, ads that they were making, that uh, they couldn't get the good reactions out of the people on these trips because of the big gear 
was making them feel like that they should be acting. Mm. When they put it all down and they went in with smartphones, uh, that's what this campaign, you know, the actual ad that was made was all used on the smartphone footage because people are so used to a smartphone that they just like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, okay, and they go back to being themselves. So, yeah, interesting how it works both ways with that. Yeah, Uh, it is. If people, uh, uh, if you are uh, uh, directing somebody on camera uh, and they're uh, telling their story, is it okay to interrupt? Uh, I try not to. It's particularly with the family story scenario. Um, I've, I had a man recently who I've interviewed and he's unfortunately um he has cancer and he's got six months left to live. So when he started telling his story, he wanted to tell it his way. And I just didn't feel I could interrupt him because, you know, who am I to interrupt him if this is his his chance to share his story with his family? And at the end of it, I said to his daughter, look, this is going to be way too long for me to edit. And she said, it's okay. We'll keep all the footage and we'll just get you to cut out little bits to share with the the wider family, um, but we'll just let, you know, we'll, we'll just keep that longer, that longer pieces of footage for future generations. If they, if they want to watch it all, then they can. Um, interrupting in, if, if someone's about to sort of go off track as well, I don't, I don't do that because when someone goes off track, that's often where you get the gold nuggets. So I don't interrupt very often at all. Yeah, it's the gold nuggets, the gold nuggets. I mean, one of the things I recommend people do whenever they are recording, literally anyone, if they're doing an interview setup, is you roll the camera before they come in the room. And then you turn the camera off after they have left the room because there's a tension when people are in an interview situation. And as soon as you're finished is when they go... Like it cut that they the stress comes out of them, and that's when their face lights up, and that's when they say something that's you know really interesting, and that's the bit that normally you're going to use in the little promotional bit, <laughs> and it's going to make them look good. So it's not about manipulating people. No, it's just yeah. about understanding that in the it's uh, it's an unusual situation people are in. Uh, and it is intention, and once they think it's over, it's quite often when when the best bits come. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's true. Very true. Hey, is there anything (laughs) that we we haven't covered uh, that you want to cover? Um, Oh, there was one sort of uh, trick that I was going to share about camera confidence, which uh, might be helpful to some business owners out there that that feel when they go on camera that they um, can just be who they are in in everyday life. But I, I would say... Uh, this particular exercise might make you think differently about that. Um, the exercise was uh, developed by Amanda Horvath, who is a video producer and um, YouTuber extraordinaire. Uh, and I think it's fabulous. So what, what you do is you start off with um, a short phrase. So it might just be who you are and what your title is. Write it down on a piece of paper and read it out on camera, just in your normal voice. Then you take that same phrase and you read it again, but with 25% more enthusiasm and personality. Film it, obviously, read it and then watch it back. Then do it again with 50% more enthusiasm. And you might be at this point thinking, 
oh hell that's going to look way over the top once you've filmed it watch it back again 75 percent now more personality more enthusiasm watch it back and most people will find that their video personality the one that comes across the best on video is between 25 and 50 percent more than their standard talking voice and that's just because people want to be engaged on 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 video so you want to you you have you have to be just that little bit more than what you you normally are and it doesn't look as ridiculous on video as you think it does yeah and that's great that, that, uh, exactly what you said i agree with wholeheartedly i mean i generally say just turn the volume up to 11 <laughs> you know, and but also, it, 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 and it, just if anyone's listening to help you understand that, think of it in like the theatre. If you go to the theatre and when you're sitting back in row H, everything looks as it should. But if you actually go up on stage and you look at the actor's makeup, it's garish. They look like drag queens. It looks quite crazy. <laughs> but that's because it needs to project to those middle to back rows where it starts to look normal. Yep. And when yep. you the way that they, they project, if you were up on stage, you'd be going, oh, <laughs> back off a little bit. But they need to project out. So it's exactly the same on, on video. We, exactly. we, we have a glass wall in front of us. Uh, and uh, at times, uh, you know, look, there are times when you just can be yourself, certainly, uh, but there are times where you just need to turn it up that little bit and it actually mm. comes out on the other side, as you say, looking fine. Hey, Nicola, this, is, this has been great. I've enjoyed this conversation. If people want to connect with you uh, and see what you do, where can they find you? Okay, so uh, my family stories website is called movingmemories.nz. And my business stories website is lovetovideo.nz. All right, terrific. Hey, thanks for just just hold it there for a moment, uh, Nicola. I'm just going to say goodbye here. So uh, for anyone who's out there, if you want a safe place to get comfortable in front of the camera so you can start showing up to get more trust, more authority, more clients, come and join us at the new Video Professionals Club. We would love to see you in there. All righty. Hooroo, see you next time.